Alrighty, I guess let's get started, guys. Hello, my name is Jazz. I am so happy to be here. Um, this is actually something that God asked me to do. He told me to start a podcast. He gave me confirmation because I was waiting to see if God really wanted me to do this. And so here we are. I've always been doing my Bible studies on live, but people are always like, oh, I don't have time to be here. Will you upload it somewhere else? And I honestly never knew where to do it. But now that I can put it on Spotify, I think this is a great way for me to be able to share my Bible studying with other people. You know, if they don't have time, maybe they can hear me read the Bible to them. So I thought that this was a great idea from God. And here we are, guys. I'm so nervous, but let's get started. <clears throat> okay, so we are going to start with James chapter 1, okay? If I do repeat myself, guys, please be uh, patient with me. I've been teaching for so long, and I always have to repeat myself whenever I'm teaching to young kids, so I just have that weird habit now, so just excuse me. But again, we are going to go over James chapter 1. Now, why James? Because literally, guys, God was telling me to read James, and when I tell you that the first chapter is the most impactful chapter that I've ever read in my life, I was like, definitely, this has to be for my first podcast, okay? So, I don't know what you're doing right now, if you're working out or just cleaning, but hey, if you're hearing this with me, then I pray that the Lord speaks to you. So, we're going to pray first before we get started. So, Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, for the miracles, blessings, and wonders of today, Lord. We ask you, Father, to bless this podcast, to let it reach to millions of people, Lord, to let your word, not my word, but your word, Father God, reach millions of people, Lord. Let it touch their hearts and speak to their souls in Jesus' name. We pray amen and amen. So let's just get right to it, guys. And trust me, this will be uh, a type of conversation. I know that you're on the other end but i'm gonna try to like add my own little opinions here and there but let's get started so in james chapter one it says james a servant of god and of the lord jesus christ to the 12 tribes in the dispersion greetings okay so the title of this message is called testing of your faith okay testing of your faith so what does that mean testing of our faith means I think in a way it's kind of saying like, okay, do you really have faith in God? Yes or no. You know, sometimes the trials that we go through is also to even show something to ourselves. Like, do we trust God um, above all? You know, like no matter how bad the situation looks, do you actually trust God? So in verse two, it says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. So trials could be of multiple things, not just one thing. And in verse three, it says, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Now, I was always kind of wondering, like, what exactly does steadfastness mean? And it was basically saying, guys, that steadfastness is where you are not movable. Like you are firm where you are standing. So if you have steadfastness of faith, then what does that mean? It means that your faith is not one way or the other. Now, trust me when I say that I am not perfect. I do not have perfect faith. If you know me personally, you know that sometimes I cry and I doubt God and things like that. But that's why this chapter impacted me so much because of how much I learned from this 
experience, you know, of, of just learning how to really trust God and not struggle with my faith. I don't know why being a Christian my whole life, I always doubted God. It was such a weird thing for me. Like, why was I like so committed as a Christian? And my whole content is about Christianity, because it was it's just part of me at this point. Like, I I don't consider myself anything else, but just a woman of God. But why do I always doubt God, you know, and I believe that personally, maybe you doubt God sometimes too. You know, like we 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 all fall short of the glory of God. We're none of us are perfect. To be completely honest, some of us do doubt God sometimes. Now, I'm not it could be for something small, but it could also be for big situations. So when the Bible is telling us that we have to understand that when we meet trials, it says that for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. So how do you become that person of faith that does not move by trials okay like that's what it's saying the trials produce steadfastness so when you're like why am i always such a doubting person well it's because god needs to know if he can send you trials if you can be strong enough because he won't send you something that you can't handle but can you be strong enough to ask god you know what lord i am a doubting thomas i am a doubting person can you please help me produce steadfastness so when you pray that prayer don't be surprised if all of a sudden something comes into your life that is unexpected, because literally my testimony is two weeks ago, I asked God, I was like, God, can you please help me to build a better relationship with you? I want to love you in a new way. What ended up happening two days later, something very difficult in my life, suddenly out of nowhere just happened to me. But because of that hard trial, I truly learned to really just ask myself to be honest like okay jazz like this is your time to shine girl do you really trust god or not you know what i mean but because of me praying that that situation just came so i was like oh wow this is god really testing me right now and that is the point of james chapter one and in verse four it says and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing So that's why God is saying, be happy when you have these trials. Be happy when you go through something that you hate with all your heart. You hate that trial. But see it as good joy because of the type of person that you will become after experiencing this trial, going through it, and coming out of it stronger. You know, it's like a person, sorry, a parent with a young child imagine if the parent was like i never want my kid to go through anything then what type of child will will that be you know because as they grow and become an adult how are they gonna know how to experience life head on if they're so protected by their parents where nothing will ever happen to them no that's not how parenting works You know, because we all know, even parents, if you're a parent and you're hearing this, we all know that we sometimes have to let our child go through certain things so that they can learn and grow and mature. Okay, so it's exactly like how our Heavenly Father makes it seem for us. Okay, 
So in verse 5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. Okay, to be given him. That's how it's worded. Okay, so a lot of times people are always asking me, Dude, Jazz, you're, you hear God like daily. God is always giving you signs. God is always like doing this and this and that and that for you. How do you do that? How does God always speak to you? And the only answer and response that I have is that when I ask God, I don't doubt and I know that I know that I know that he will give me a response within two days time. I don't know why I've just always been like that. Like I'm not even trying to force God to speak to me, but I just know that I know that he will respond to me. And it always happens that way. I'm like, God, I need your advice on this. Lo and behold, boom, an hour later, I got my response. You know, like, and how, and people ask me, well, how does God even speak to you? He speaks to me through everything because he is in everything. He can speak to me through a YouTube channel. He can speak to me through a prophet. He can speak to me through a sign in the street. God is everywhere and he always gives me responses. I remember literally um, when I, when God told me in the morning to start a podcast, it was so deep in my spirit, guys. I'm not even joking. And I asked God, I was like, how, I mean, that sounds great. You know, sorry for my stuttering. It sounds great, but I kind of need confirmation because I don't want to do something um, that's not in your will. And I'm hearing a preaching, a random preaching on YouTube. And the pastor just goes, so God told me to start a podcast. And I was like, God, you know, I've never heard a pastor in my life just randomly mention that. And on the day that I need confirmation, this pops up like, come on, you know, like a lot of people are like, oh, that was just a coincidence. No, I don't care because God is so intentional. If he knows every leaf that falls off a tree, then how can he not speak to me as simple as that? You know, that's how I see God because I try to see him in everything. So let's keep reading. So it says in verse six, but let him ask in faith. Okay, please keep that in your mind. And, or if you're taking notes, write that down. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. Guys, come on. It's literally saying right there, but ask in faith with no doubting. You know, so a lot of times people are like, oh man, I really need a job. I really need a car. But if I ask God, I feel like it's too big and he won't really give it. And or maybe he won't even listen to me because I, I don't even know how to hear him. Like, no, like you're supposed to have faith in order for you to receive what God wants to give you. Because imagine if I went up to my dad and I was like, Dad, you know what? Like, can you please um, buy, give me some food? Uh, like, sorry, some money for some food because I'm going to go out with my friends. I don't know, something random, literally random. And I'm like, oh, you know what? No, I don't think he's going to give me 10 bucks. No, 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 I don't think he's going to do it. No, 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 why am I even asking? Never mind, never mind. I don't even think he's going to do it. And then my dad is just sitting there like, what? Like, why, why do you not think that I'll give you 10 bucks? You know? Like, why, why I literally have money here. Just take the money, get in your car, go. Now, obviously, this is just an example. 
But imagine if you were asking God for some help and you're like, no, 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 no. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I, I don't think he'll do it. I don't think he'll do it. But God loves you so much. And he's just sitting there like, what? You don't think I can help you? Like, you don't think I can do this for you? Like, you're already doubting me before you even ask me? Like, you're, you're doubting not only my power, but you're also doubting my love for you? That you don't think I will help you with this? So that's why the Bible in James chapter 6, it's saying like, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. We have to stop constantly doubting God because not only are you doubting his ability, which is already like bad as it is, but you're also doubting his love. And for you to doubt his love is also you doubting the love that Jesus did for you on the cross. So if you know that he's all powerful and you know that he loves you that much because you saw like with those like, you know, like those like movies on YouTube about Jesus and the crucifixion, which is probably not even close to what actually happened in real life. But if you have an idea of what Jesus did for you on the cross, according to the Bible and through everything else, then why would you doubt? Why would you not have faith? You know, so. That's what God is saying. And then in verse 7, it says, For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Guys, I'm telling you, that verse hit me so much. Because I'm going to read it to you one more time. It says, For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. That is verse 7. So what is that actually telling us? That, hey... If you keep doubting, if you keep not having faith, then don't expect anything from God. You know, like maybe that's not verbatim of what the Bible is saying, but it's literally saying right here. For that person must not suppose that he'll receive anything from the Lord. That's literally a verse. That's, that's why it's so dangerous to not have faith or to be constantly doubting God because then you won't receive anything. Like, he's literally saying, don't be a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So in verse 9, it says, let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation and the rich in his humiliation, because like a flower of the grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises when it's scorching heat and withers the grass, its flowers falls and its beauty perishes so also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. So it's saying like that's how much you need God because no matter how much money you have, it's not going to save you. It's not going to bless you the way you think it will. Like Because a lot of people are like, oh, I have all the money in the world, so I must be the most happiest person in the planet. But that's not the case because money does not give you happiness. No matter, you can be comfortable, that I understand. But why are so many rich people with billions or millions of dollars in their bank accounts always getting divorced? You know, like why are these celebrities always cheating on each other? Why are they always getting divorced? Why are they having, why are they dying of overdoses of drugs? Why are they getting shot in the streets? You know, because Fame and money does not give you the purpose of life, you know? It is not the source of happiness. That's why it says right here, 
It will pass away. The rich man will fade away in the midst of his pursuits. Okay, so in verse 12, it says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. So it's one thing to be steadfast, which we already discussed what that is. But it's another thing to remain as a steadfast person. It's another thing to stay faithful, to stay undoubting God. You know what I mean? Because again, if you are steadfast for one day, but then the next day you're falling and you're doubting and you're crying and you're worrying and you're like, can't keep a smile on that face. Like that is what God does not want for you. So that's why it says blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life. So when you pass the test of whatever trial it is that you are going through right now, God is telling you that you will receive the crown of life. You will receive that victory. Maybe it won't exactly be the way you will expect it to be in the end. But trust me when I say, if it's not the way you wanted it, it's because God has has your victory in a better way, in a more successful way. And then it says, for which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. So why is that being added when we're talking about trials and faith and doubting? Because sin can cause us to move away for the end victory of what God is trying to give you. You know, because you can be in a trial right now, but what if that trial is temptation from your ex reaching out to you, wanting to sleep with you again, and you've been lonely and trying to be staying faithful to God for like four years now, but your ex suddenly comes in. Why does your ex suddenly come in when you're almost closer to your blessing? Because that is a temptation of the enemy. You know, like temptations is not from God. It's from the enemy that is trying to keep you away from the crown of life, from the victory and the blessing that God is trying to give you. He is panicking and he will throw things at you when he knows that you are on the right track. When you are on the right track and all these things start coming into your life, Trust me when I say congratulations, because that means that not only are you close to your victory, but because you are a threat to the enemy. When you are being attacked, it's because you are a threat to the devil, okay? Because who, why in the world will the devil care about someone who is like, living in the world and having a blast and not only that but convincing other people to go into sin the devil's not gonna mess with that guy he's doing his work you know what i mean he is doing the will of the enemy so why would the enemy hurt him but when you have a christian who's like, I'm going to preach to as many people as possible and I'm going to try to help people come to the Lord and I'm going to tell people my testimony and I'm going to tell people this and that so that they can know that the, the life of the world and the sinfulness of the world is not what it's all about. You don't think the enemy is going to target you more than the other one, more than that other guy? You know what I mean? So that's why it's saying that temptation is from the enemy. 
And then it says, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. So yes, you may have certain sinful uh, nature inside of you. But you know that when you keep your walk with God, you are not subject. That sin does not own you anymore. Okay? And then it says, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. Okay? When your desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. Now, I don't know why the Lord is putting it in my mind right now. But it's a very good example of TikTok. You know, like, because... You're seeing cute videos in one video, and then boom, you see a sexual one right after, you know? And what if that seven-second video that of, of a sexual girl or boy doing God knows what, what if that entices you to end up in, porn, in a porn site, you know? Like, that's why we have to be careful with what we are seeing, what we are doing, and who we are hanging out with. Because that desire can get enticed, and that is when it will give birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. So what can that also mean? So if, let's say, you're young, and you take your first shot of alcohol... And you're like, you know what? I really liked that. I want to do it again. And then 20 years later, that person dies from alcohol. They became an alcoholic and it ruined their whole body and they ended up dying. You know, all sin leads to death. You know, eating healthy doesn't lead to death. It leads to a long life. But doing drugs and not taking care of your body and constantly eating junk food, which God says is like technically a sin because he says that your body is a temple. You know, all these things um, can lead to death and we have to be careful with that. So it says, do not be, be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Or his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. So that is the first section of James chapter 1. Um, it's not the full chapter yet, but I really wanted to make this short podcast with you all to really encourage you today to be able to understand that doubting God and, you know, constantly going like, oh, I'm on like, like, oh my gosh, like I have all this faith and I trust God and, and you, you act like this mighty Christian, but then the next day, you're crying and you're doubting and you're filled with anxiety and you download that Tinder app again or you go on that porn site again. Hey, you know, like God is saying, you don't have to be like a, like an on and off switch, you know? Like try to be steadfast in your lifestyle with God and in your faith in God so that you can be a strong person. And when you experience those trials, it's because God wants to move you to the next level of your life, but he cannot do that if you're not ready. 
Because let's say God is ready to send you your husband, but you are not ready spiritually. And if he sent it to you now, it would end up being a curse rather than a blessing. So when you go through trials of learning how to be alone and learning how to only seek Christ because you're only satisfied with Christ and you learn how to mature and everything, then that's when God will send you your spouse, you know, because because God brings trials not only to build us up, but to move us to the next chapter of our life. Okay, so Thank you so much for reaching the end of this podcast. This is my first podcast. I have no idea how I'm going to even upload it on Spotify. So, hey, if you're hearing it on Spotify, that is awesome. So thank you so much, guys. I love you all. Please share it to your friends and family. Um, I'm going to very soon, God willing, have more people join my podcast if it continues to grow. I want to one day have my pastors be on here, my Christian friends be on here, um, even people that are maybe atheist or satanic come on here so that we can discuss our differences and learn from each other and to help people come to Christ no matter what. And um, I just really want this to be an informative podcast that is the goal of what god is telling me for this new project in my life and i love you guys i am praying for every single person that hears this and i hope that god said anything to you in this podcast i hope that you learned something but i love you guys and i will see you in the next episode bye